Welcome to Mr. Biz Radio, biz talk for biz owners. During the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a leading business advisor and two-time best-selling author, will cover topics that will help business owners run their companies more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to stop faking the funk and take your business onward and upward, this show is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio. Me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about something that uh, I think will resonate with all of you. And uh, we're going to take with a little bit, as we like to do, a little bit of a different angle. We're going to talk about becoming a more successful entrepreneur, more successful business owner. But we're not going to take some of the normal thing, normal um, uh, uh, angle on that. We're not going to talk about financials. We're not going to talk about profits and things like that. We're not going to talk about um, singing Kumbaya. We're going to talk about it from a bunch of different angles. And that's why we brought on this week's guest, Mr. Rudy Poe. Rudy describes his purpose in life in three simple words, change for better. He's no stranger to change. He's an entrepreneur, an Emmy award-winning documentary filmmaker. He has co-founded two highly successful companies in completely different industries and produced over 200 hours of documentary productions covering a wide array of topics. An adept innovator, storyteller, and change maker, Rudy has become an expert at pulling disparate resources together and crafting them into thought-provoking messages and media that are practical, educational, and entertaining. His most recent work is Embracing Change, your go-to guide to your desired future. is a book and online course chock full of transformative thoughts, stories, and tools that help individuals develop a future-forward mindset, one that empowers them to become expert problem solvers, decision makers, and change for better makers themselves. So without further ado, Rudy Poe, welcome to Mr. Biz Radio. Hi, Ken. Thanks for, thanks for having me. That sounded pretty good. Yeah. I, I think I might need to edit it down a little bit, though. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's great. No, I think it, I, I, what I loved about it was, and a lot of times when people, you know, will send sort of the introduction or their little media bio or whatever, we'll, we'll skinny them down a little bit. But I think it was important to share a lot of that because it shows some of your background, but also it shows you have a different way of thinking about things. It's not just the normal things. And that's what I, you know, kind of alluded to um, in kind of the in, in introduction as well before your the media part of it. So, so me, uh, let's get started, Rudy. I know we talked a little, I talked a little bit out in the introduction, but tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. So my, my entrepreneurial journey started like when I was a kid, my dad was an entrepreneur. And so I had that benefit. I watched him go through, he had more careers than a dozen men, you know, I mean, he, he, <laughs> He taught me what to do and what not to do. And one of the things he taught me not to do or to do is to be patient, which he was not. <laughs> so that's why he had so many careers. You know, I mean, he would get successful at something and then he'd, he'd, you know, go off and say, I'm done with that. I'm going to go do something else. And that one next one wouldn't be quite so successful. So I've only tackled two big things in my life. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, you said you had to have patience. It's 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 an interesting push pull as an entrepreneur is you know when do you pull the plug on something when do you decide it's it's not it's not your thing or it's not going to work and so I think that's an interesting aspect to it of, of being patient. Yeah, I mean, and nothing ever stays the same being an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, that's one of the things I enjoy about it is no two days are ever the same, and nothing just because you're successful today doesn't mean you're going to be successful tomorrow. So uh, there was a quote from somebody I interviewed once. He said, "Success is." Uh, not uh, success is not is never final. So um, and I would agree with that. I mean, markets change, your business changes, 
things beyond your control change you have and you have to be able to kind of be nimble i mean that's one of the greatest that's one of the great skills of a good entrepreneur yeah i would agree and if nothing else the last whatever i guess it's been heck uh, about two years now it, it definitely taught us that yep i mean who could have seen that coming right um you know but i'm going back to like where did i get started i mean i was a, i was helped myself get through college by being an entrepreneur i i grew up sailing and and so i actually my first business was cleaning the gunk off the of bottoms of boats it wasn't glamorous but <laughs> but uh i i was funny i used to break into all the marinas i lived up in the bay area i'd, I'd climb the scale the fence and put a little marketing flyer in everybody's boat in the whole harbor and it would give me business all year long and I would make more money on a Friday afternoon than all my friends made, you know, just washing dishes and stuff all all, all week. I, and I did it all on a Friday afternoon. So that was my first first foray into the into the world of that. Well, it's um, interesting. We, we hear that from a lot of guests um, and it's it's always interesting to me. I asked that open ended question about, you know, your entrepreneurial journey and a lot of our guests, as you did, will say, it all started when I was seven years old or I was 10 years old or I was 12 years old. It's not, most of them don't say, oh, well, I got out of college and then I did this and I did that. Most of them have that more entrepreneurial minded from a very early age. And you could, doing what you said, you know, at the time you probably didn't think much of it, but you know, that that's very entrepreneurial, scaling a fence and then putting flyers on or anything. That's very entrepreneurial minded. Yeah. I mean, it's, that doesn't mean you have to that doesn't mean if you don't start when you're a kid, you can't start any time, you know, I mean, sure. in today's day and age, right? I mean, how everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are being forced into a world of entrepreneurship, you know, and they've never had these experiences before. So, you know, I'm happy to share whatever I can share. And, and, because uh, there's, everybody's gonna have their own journey, but it's kind of a, it's a mindset, right? You've got to be able to be willing to roll with the punches and you got to put in the work and you and it's there's no one there to save you when when things go south you know yeah no that's definitely one of the things that that i learned leaving the corporate world i was in the corporate world for uh 20 plus years at jp morgan and leaving that you know there's no safety net as you said and and for simple things even too rudy you know one of my my personal frustrations and that along those ways it sounds silly but is it you know, when I, when I have an IT problem, when I, my printer doesn't work or this or that, when I was in the corporate world, I could just call someone and they'd come up and fix it. And it was, you know, super easy. Um, whereas now it's like the buck stops here. I got to figure this stuff out on my own or, 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 you know, get a contractor, et cetera. Yeah. And IT is one of those things that a lot of people aren't comfortable with, especially like if you're having to sort of change gears, middle midlife and all that. And um, I have a funny story. I remember one of my business partners, it was right when email was coming out and and uh, I was always kind of a, a little bit of a techie nerd kind of guy and I thought email you know I'm gonna we're gonna start to do this in our company our company was brand new and and he says don't send me any emails I want a fax you know and that was that was <laughs> he, he now has an email address but uh it was it was kind of funny you know so don't 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 be resistant to things because all these technology things are there to help you yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I talk about it all the time, too, is right along those lines is start with yes. You know, a lot of these things are, especially in the technology side, are helping you be more efficient. Um, you know, don't you got to embrace them. Um, you know, we, I had a, a mentor at, at JP Morgan that one of the, his sort of famous slash infamous quotes was we have to be able to eat change for breakfast yep. um, to, to stay successful. But right back to what you had mentioned before, you have to be very nimble. Yeah, I mean, technology is just one thing. I mean, I think having that open mindset 
of of being of I always say like have a future forward mindset. It's like what what's going to happen tomorrow and, and do what you can to educate yourself about it and don't run away from it because change is going to happen. Even like I said, even if you're successful today, you might not be tomorrow. So you never know what's around the next corner. So best to be flexible and you know forward forward thinking and open minded. Yeah. No, I think that's critical. You know, I think um, as you alluded to when you mentioned it the first time is that's one of the critical things I think that that separates successful and maybe not as successful or maybe even unsuccessful entrepreneurs is, um, you know, I call it consistent perseverance, number one. And number two, along with that is being nimble and being able to sort of bob and weave with the inevitable challenges that pop up. So again, this week we're talking with Mr. Rudy Poe. You can find out more at rudypoe.com. Um, he spells his last name P-O-E. So rudypoe.com, you can find out more out there. We're going to come back after the break. We'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week this week, as we always do. And we'll get into talking about the process of illumination. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for listening to Mr. Biz Radio. Did you know our show airs seven days a week for more than 30 hours now? If you are in the B2B space and would like to reach thousands of business owners every week, including our more than 250,000 social media followers, our thousands of daily internet radio listeners, our email list fans, and Mr. Biz Solutions members, email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com to become a sponsor. Tap into Mr. Biz Nation to help grow your business. Check out both of Mr. Biz's national best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. And as I mentioned, it's time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And this week's tip is a short one. It's a sweet one, though. And it's something that we all need to keep in mind at some point or another, especially when things get tight. You know, the pandemic, a lot of businesses, uh, business owners struggled um, owners were really starting to contract, but you got to keep in mind, no one, and I mean, no one shrinks their way to financial success. I get it. You, you know, when things get tight, maybe your sales are down, your revenue's down. You got to kind of be a little creative about that, but you got to always keep your eye on that prize. You can, you can only cut expenses so far, right? You've got enough fixed expenses, et cetera. You can only cut those so far. You can't cut them to zero. You're always going to have some expense. On the revenue side and sales side, depending on your industry and your business, that could be almost infinite. Um, uh, you could grow that, you know, with with the right mindset, you can grow that a lot more than you can cut your expenses. So keep that in mind. No one shrinks their way to financial success. So let's get back into talking with Mr. Rudy Poe. Rudy, I know you had mentioned um, uh, when I was doing some show prep. Um, you have a thing you call the process of illumination. So could you walk us through that? What is that? And what's that look like, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners? Yeah, so what I've, my whole book sort of builds up to this process of illumination, because I think, um, you know, business is problem solving, plain and simple to me. Mm-hmm. And problem solving is what I think the creative process is, too. So to be create being creative is just simply solving problems. You know, if, if people think of being creative as painting pictures and all this and that and writing a song, whatever, but 
really being creative is like finding your way from here to there, right? From problem to solution. And it, what I've found over the years of, of doing everything I do, whether it's making a film or running a different kind of business has nothing to do with filmmaking is this process is, is pretty much the same all the time. And you can apply this process to any problem you have. Um, I know that sounds like very grandiose and all that, but it's really pretty true because it's a step-by-step -step thing. So what it really starts out with, if you have a problem, maybe you want to you make something new or create a new product or whatever it is, you know, first there's this ideation. You, you have to be inspired by something and your inspiration could be the problem itself, right? I'm inspired, I have a problem, I have to solve it. That's inspiration if I've ever heard of it, right? <laughs> um, and then so what you do is you come up with some ideas. So your first process, first step is ideation. So throw some ideas at it. You know, don't just throw one or two or three ideas. Throw out as many ideas as you possibly can. You know, I mean, somebody told me it's, a, I wrote it in the book, it's like a guy named Dr. Land, uh, who I interviewed, said the way to have good ideas is to have lots of ideas, right? So you have a pool, have a big pool to pull from. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're gonna kind of sort through these ideas and see what you've got. And then you're gonna have to research this. Like some ideas are gonna be good, some ideas are gonna be bad. Um, so research helps you kind of flush those out. Um, so you get, it, you get into the research phase. And you'll learn from that, right? A lot of ideas will just get thrown out with the window and others might combine into better ideas, all that. So now you're headed towards your solution, you hope, right? You've got some ideas, you've got some research, you think, oh, this might work or that might work, or oh, I never even thought of that. And now I've got some new ideas from the research. Um, and then you, you, there's a process that goes on in our brain. Um, it's called incubation. You ever notice how you get your ideas like, in the morning, in the shower, or after a good night's sleep. <laughs> have right? you been watching me already? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your, your brain, actually what it does is at night, it sorts through all the junk that you've thought of all day long. And that's why you need a good night's sleep. Because while you're sleeping, your brain's actually sorting out all this, this mess. And in the morning, you have the next step, which is your aha moment, right? So, I mean, how many times have you sat at your desk and said, oh, I, I'm going to sit here until I solve this problem. And you, you get nothing right you that's why you got to go through this process and you yeah. sleep on it you take a walk you eat dinner whatever and then aha i have my idea that's why it's called the aha moment um but that doesn't mean you have a solution yet that just means you think you have a solution mm -hmm. so then what you have to do is kind of go through it and evaluate it and tear it apart and and look at it this way and that and and then actually start to try to implement it right you're kind of making your prototype of your solution right so if it's a product you have to make a prototype and you think oh that doesn't work so good maybe we better tweak it here or there um or new service whatever whatever it is in business it's a problem that needs to be solved so you're you're working through that um aha moment and flushing out what it what it might be in in the real world right because now your idea has hit the real world so it's not always what you thought it was Mm -hmm. um, so in the implementation, so through this implementation process, you know, if you're painting a painting, you're going to try it out. It's like, ah, oh, not so good. I'm going to adjust this or, you know, like I said, with a product, you're going to adjust that. Um, and then you have basically your first draft of your solution. That's what I think. And then mm -hmm. the sort of the process starts over again, because you look at your first draft and that spawns new ideas. Right. And and then you go back through the whole process again and you iterate and iterate and iterate until you come up with your best solution. Voila. Yeah, I like it. So going all the way back to the beginning, 
How important is mindset when you're first coming up with all the ideas, right? When you're talking about, you, you'd mentioned ideation, inspiration, you, you know, how important is an open mind at that point, Rudy? It's, it's really important because what happens, and this happens to us, we kind of learn this as we grow up is, you know, a lot of people you ask them, if, are they my creative? And they say, no, I'm not creative, but everybody's a problem solver. So everybody is creative at one level or another. But what happens to people is you'll have one idea and then you'll stop imagining other solutions, right? So if you're closed-minded, you think, oh, there, that's it, I'm done. You're not gonna come up with the best solution. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to be mm -hmm. open to trying things and open to new ideas. You don't wanna judge what you're doing too soon. And that's what a lot of people do. They judge their ideas before they're researched, before they're tried out, all that kind of stuff. So that open-mindedness helps you all the way through the process. Yeah, and I love that you said that because I think you had mentioned even uh, when you were talking about the the ideation inspiration phase of making sure you have a lot of ideas. And I think one of the things that I know I'm guilty of it sometimes too because I'm I'm a very forward thinking person, strategic thinking person is, and I think a lot of times I will I'll have an idea in my head and I'm already thinking about how do I implement that. That's not the time to think about that. Just throw everything against the board as you mentioned. Don't worry about how you're going to do it. Don't worry about that. You don't have the machine to make that happen. Like you can figure that out later or figure out that that's not an option for you. But I think that I love that you said that because I think it's super important and it's going to give you a more broad perspective and spectrum on the ideas. When you have that open mind, don't worry about how we're going to get there. Just tell me your idea. Yeah. When you're having an idea, that's no, when you're in that idea phase, that's no time to be, have limits. You know, we all put limits on ourselves and our capabilities and our resources and all like that, what you just said, but that is not the time to be thinking about limits. That's the time to be broadening your horizons. And, you know, there is no bad idea. I mean, if it's a bad idea, it'll eventually find its way out of your vision, you know? So just yeah, open-mindedness is key to everything, I think. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I call that starting with yes, is, is so many people, what you well, especially some people are super negative and you, have no, you say, I have this idea and you start to say it and they go, nope, that won't work. You haven't even told them the whole idea yet. Right. Um, that's one extreme, but really thinking about, gosh, someone says something completely outlandish. It is don't say that won't work or don't say something negative. Again, think about how it could work. Maybe that could work. Maybe we have to hire 30 people to make that work. Is that feasible for us? Can we execute on that? And you can evaluate that down the road though. But I think you know, like you said, during that ideation period, that inspiration period, it's super important to be um, very open-minded. So um, we're going to hit a break here. We're talking again this week with Mr. Rudy Poe. You can find out more at rudypoe.com. He's going to tell us more about how to become successful. Are you ready to automate your business? Automation is the key to scaling a business and building wealth. It's also one of the most difficult things for a small business owner to do on their own. If you're looking for help with automation, Pulse Technology CRM can help. We have an exclusive offer for Mr. Biz Nation. We will build everything for free, even if it's a sophisticated funnel. Visit thepulsespot.com forward slash Mr. Biz for this exclusive offer. If you find listening to Mr. Biz Radio is helpful, imagine having live access to not only Mr. Biz, but also five other trusted business experts. It's true. You can have live access to your very own CFO, 
plus a business attorney, a website and digital marketing expert, a sales and growth guru, a financing professional, and a customer experience master. Visit MrBizSolutions.com to learn more. Join Mr. Biz Nation at MrBizSolutions.com. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to the show. So, Rudy, I, I want to dive right back into this because we're in the last segment here, and I'm absolutely amazed with some of the things you've shared because, again, I think you have a little bit of a different perspective on things. You're not so so uh, so wrapped up in the tactical nature of things, although that's important, but I think you have a different perspective on things. So I know in your book, Embracing Change, you talk about a lot of different things you talk about, and I know you have a lot of Rudyisms. So uh, share with us some of those things on how we could really start to think sort of outside the box or think without a box even to be more successful. Well, Rudyisms are my, are, are my truths, my go-tos, you know, kind of like the thing is like if I'm ever having an issue or whatever, it's like, okay, well, let me look at my Rudyisms and see if there's one that will just like get me back on track, right? Um, and so I have, an, I have a couple of them written down here next to me. I have them like actually next to my computer. So I, <laughs> I always actually truly use them. I don't forget, forget about them. But, uh-huh. um, you know, one is like, um, life is messy and chaos is necessary. Uh, so when things get messy and get all messed up, it's like, just know that, that out of chaos comes order. It doesn't, it's not order didn't happen first in the universe. No, it was chaos. And then chaos was created, or you know, order was created from the chaos. So chaos is absolutely necessary. Um, another one. Um, uh, it's ama- it's amazing how far you can go by simply putting one foot in front of another. I recently, this doesn't really have to do with business necessarily, but I recently did this thing called the Camino de Santiago in, in Portugal. I walked 160 miles in 13 oh, wow. days. It's a pilgrimage that people have been doing for a thousand years and a friend of mine wanted to do it. So we did it. And, you know, you look at the map, it's like, oh, how are we going to walk 160 miles in 13 days? It's like one foot, one step after another. And that's what business is, right? I mean, you take little steps and they add up to big, big things. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things about people in general is we, we overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. And that, kind of relates to that right nothing happens as fast as we want it to so there's a couple yeah and you know it reminds me a little bit of the um i think it was elon musk i think he was credited with i'm not sure if he actually said it or not but um some something along the lines of that of of one of the things you mentioned is one of your rudeisms as he said you know if you give yourself uh 30 days to clean your apartment it'll take you 30 days if you give yourself three hours it'll take you three hours in those instances, the way I view that and the way I tie that back into what you're talking about is, you know, consistent progress. You might have to make faster steps to do it in three hours, but you're still taking one step at a time, right? Whereas if you give yourself a long time, you're, it's going to take you forever. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to say, oh my gosh, I got so much time to do this instead of just focused on that progress and really sort of, sort of having a, a diligent mindset around it. Yeah. You know, there's there's one more that I'd like to, to bring up here. And this one, this is applied to everything I've ever always done. I, I used to make student films and we had no money, right? We had zero budget. So we had to really be creative about what it is. And, and even, and especially when you're in startup mode too, you don't have a lot of resources. So okay. uh, my Rudyism is where the budget ends, the creativity begins. <laughs> so, okay, we don't have the money to do this, but 
how can we do it some different way? You know, I mean, as a filmmaker, I got really good at, you know, learning to beg. That was one of our, I should have had a class on begging, <laughs> you know, uh, in school. But um, so anyway, you know what I mean? So every startup has limited resources. So that's one thing is like, just get creative with it and you'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Um, again, it's that it, it kind of goes back to that starting with yes. Don't just say, well, the budget's mm -hmm. up and we're, we're out of money. So we're, we're screwed. We're done. We're, we're, you know, we're toast. We can't do anything more. There's always creative ways to, to think about that. You know, and if I can, I'll tie it back to what you had mentioned, Rudy. I'll give you credit for this. You scaling the fence at the harbor and putting flyers on, you didn't say, man, I'd love to go clean the gunk off these boats, but man, how can I reach those people? I'm not going to stand at the gate. They'll chase me away. Oh, there's a fence. What am I supposed to do? Like, I, I can't get to the boats. You didn't stop there. You didn't take that. You started with yes. You said, gosh, how could I do that? Well, there's a fence there. I'm able-bodied. I'm going to climb the dang thing. And I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> That actually goes to another Rudyism. One of my other Rudyisms is it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. So I never that. asked anybody permission if I could climb the fence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. Um, uh, uh, the, the CEO of, of JP Morgan used to say all the time, he said, I want people around me who will ask for forgiveness, not permission. If you're going to ask me permission all the time, I don't really need you. Right. You know, as, as yeah. someone who's working for me, you know, I don't need you. I want you to be bold and, and feel comfortable taking that risk. You're going to make some mistakes, of course. But don't, you know, ask for, don't ask for permission, just go do it. And if someone calls you out on it or something like that, if someone would have caught you over the fence, you'd have said, oh, sorry, what, yeah. you already put out, you know, 20 flyers. So you're like, oh, okay, well, sorry, I'll, I'll stop now, you know? Right. So uh, there's one other thing I really kind of wanted to get in here today. And it was, I was, as I was thinking about this today. Um, okay. And one of my pieces of advice is, like, you know, business is a team sport and everybody matters. You know, I mean, working in the entertainment business, and in business business, regular business, um, mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of working with a lot of less than fun people, some a lot of very difficult people in my life, <laughs> you know, and you learn from that. And so I used to have, and it's, it's a little bit of a lengthy thing, but if I could just, there's a quote that I used to have, I actually still have it um, by my computer that sort of talks about this. It's from uh, Wolfgang von Goethe. And if I could read it, would that be okay? It takes maybe sure. a, a minute. Yeah. Um, so it has to do with dealing with people and people are, you know, people, you can't do the big job. You can't achieve success without having the person who cleans the floors any more than you can have the, the CEO, you know, you need them both. Right. And everybody should be treated with respect. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so this is, this is this quote that I have okay. uh, quote. I have come to the frightening conclusion that I am the decisive element. It is my personal approach that creates the climate. It is my daily mood that makes the weather. I possess tremendous power to make life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or humor, hurt or heal. In all, in all situations, it is my response that decides whether a crisis is escalated or de-escalated, and a person is humanized or dehumanized. If we treat people as they are, we make them worse. If we treat people as they ought to be, we help them become what they are capable of becoming. The end. I like it. I like it. There's there's so many different things in there, so many different elements to that um, to, to unpack. But you, I think it's so important, and I think it does go back to what you had mentioned um, before you even read the quote, was 
you know, from, from the, the janitorial staff to the CEO, everyone matters and, and everyone's, your decisions towards those people matters in those people's day, your day, the success of the company, your success, how you feel every day. Um, and I think that that quote kind of wraps and ties it all into a big bow. Yeah. And as the leader of a company, it's your job to set that, set the tone, right? I mean, what kind of company would you want to work at? That's the kind of company you should create. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, choices every day, even as the leader of the company um, or your team, even your choices every day. Let's say you, you start your morning off at home and you, you, have a, you, you have a crappy start to your day. Your car won't start or you have a flat tire or something like that. If you bring that into work and you do that consistently, people around you, first of all, they're not going to want to be around you. You could, you could not even be a leader and just be a, you know, a team member. People aren't going to want to work with you. That's not going to be you know, uh, 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 akin to your long-term success in, in any role you have. Yeah, I mean, and it's harder to find new people and then to keep the good ones that you've already got. You know, I mean, uh, we all spend more time with the people we work with typically than our own families. So, you know, let's, let's treat everybody the right way. Yeah, everybody yeah. runs that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Golden rule, golden rule rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, again, we've been talking this week with Mr. Rudy Poe. You can find out more at rudypoe.com. That's uh, R U D Y. P-O-E.com. Rudy, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I should mention, by the way, go check out Rudy's book, Embracing Change. Um, and he's done an online course as well with the same name that covers a lot of the same things. But Rudy, again, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Both the book and the course are right there on my website too. So, Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for watching and listening, guys. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio. To learn how to become part of Mr. Biz Nation, visit MrBizSolutions.com. For access to free weekly content, subscribe to the Mr. Biz YouTube channel and follow him on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to archive shows, you can find them on the Mr. Biz Solutions website.